0: Welcome to episode seven of the TGM podcast. Slightly different lineup today. We have Ollie with us as normal. Hello, Ollie. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Sam this week is uh, too busy crying after XO eighteen and the news that Sony aren't uh, bothering with E three this year. So we've had to bring in a replacement. We have Jack. Welcome back, Jack. Hello. Back out of retirement. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. Dusted off uh, the old uh, podcasting boots. Yeah, or podcasting trousers, as I uh, put (laughs) it in chat. (laughs) uh, Sam's having some internet issues this week. I'm sure he is deeply upset, really, but um, he's had, had some problems, so that's why he's not here this week. But we do have a lot to go through. I suppose the biggest thing from this week, XO18, was last Saturday night for us. There were quite a few announcements, some we got right on our wild speculation show last week. Uh, some we got massively wrong, but hey-ho. So uh, the big thing, else, I suppose, the biggest thing was uh, they announced not one, but two more studio acquisitions. Mm-hmm. So Obsidian, which had obviously been rumored for quite a while, that has actually come true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. good Good news. Very good news. They make good games, Obsidian do.
1: Or at least I like Fallout New Vegas a lot. So, yeah. I'm happy about that one.
0: And the other one is a company called In Exile, which isn't a studio I know a lot about. I do know we streamed one of their games last year. Mm. Yeah, uh,
2: Tides of Numenara. That was it. However,
0: you pronounce it, it's a bit of a tongue twister. (laughs) I know uh, our site review for it gave it quite a good score. Was it like a turn-based kind of RPG, I think? It
1: was
2: a kind of top-down isometric RPG and a lot of dialogue for it. I think that was actually a stream where we had uh, Catatonic Nolly or John on as a special guest. I remember it now. (laughs) And it took us about two hours to get to the first fight. And then we came across a
0: huge octopus, which spawned the phrase through the octopus. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but yeah the good news uh, i know they did say afterwards that because they're kind of similar studios they're not planning on you know doing any merging with them or getting them to work on the same game they are both doing their independent own things. things yeah so i suppose that's great news for xbox fans i know probably it's always kind of been known since i played the 360 when i picked it up it was like the shooter box wasn't it like halo and gears and obviously we had solid racing games with uh, motorsport and horizon and stuff so broadening out the portfolio to include some rpgs and stuff is definitely a good move. yeah so it's always good to see and uh so we're almost, almost touching every having... genre now aren't we it yeah good. fingers in every pie <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did get a question though kind of about studio acquisitions yeah, from Andrew. He says, thoughts on THQ
1: Nordic's new studio acquisitions, something people should take notice of? And do you think with these and the rest of their yearly acquisitions, they could potentially be dark horses to
0: acquire some telltale content as they begin their liquidation? They do seem like the kind of people who might do. I know they've been picking up all kinds of old IPs and something. they? They picked up all the Nickelodeon stuff recently, didn't they? Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. And they've been pumping out like remasters of old games like Darksiders and War Mastered Edition stuff like that. Is because. Yeah, did they, they do. Um,
2: oh, Guerrilla Warfare, the uh, Red Faction. Yeah, what? yeah, they might have done that one, I think, as well. Uh, yeah, it yeah, seems to. So their two most recent acquisitions were Bugbear Entertainment, which apparently they now hold a 90% stake in, and uh, Coffee Stain Studios. Yeah, as well. I know they make goat sim, don't they? Mm.
0: Coffee stain. Is that right? I, I knew I'd heard a coffee stain. <laughs> According to
2: the article I'm looking at now, they acquired coffee stain for 34 million. Wow. Uh, yes, yeah, US dollars. But well, that's still pretty uh, hefty.
0: Yeah, I don't know. They seem to they seem to have a bit of a, a rep now for pulling these little studios out and old IPs and stuff. So you never know, mate. The, you might pick up, because I know um, we'll go on to the Telltale bit in a bit, but they're selling everything, aren't they? The source code, the lot, so yeah. if anybody does want to pick it up, yeah, there. I saw their games have left Steam the other day. Yeah.
2: Blimey. Uh, apparently, THQ Nordic have now, uh, yesterday, the Darksiders 3 publisher announced that they've acquired the Expedition series as well.
0: Wow. So it seems like they've been on a massive oh, spending spree this week. <laughs> Yeah, they must have the end-of-year accounts and like we need to get rid of some profit here. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, spend it or lose it kind of thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, continuing on with the XO stuff then, we got the, uh, well, I think we'd already had an announcement, haven't we, earlier about mouse and keyboard support Mm. that's uh, come now with the November update for Insiders, I think it is. Uh, Two titles supporting it straight off the bat, so we're going to get Fortnite and Warframe, which we already knew about. I know the Fortnite one, they had a, a bit of like a, a trailer at XO18 where one of the team from Epic was kind of saying, do you know, if you choose to play with mouse and keyboard, you'll be matched up with, do you know, like other PC players, you know, through your cross-play, you won't yeah. really be playing with so, controller people and stuff that's, like that.
2: That's fair enough because people, the yeah. main gripe people usually have is that people on a mouse and keyboard have an advantage over those on a controller, which yeah. I, I don't know how founded that is. In some respects, I think people make more of a deal out of it than than it is than it is yeah. But yeah. It's still um if they can eliminate that kind of woe that people have and uh makes it better for the whole i, I certainly
1: think the uh ceiling of skill is higher on a on a mouse and keyboard but for like mm-hmm. most players it's not going to make a huge difference no. um, yeah it's cool to see it happen like it's cool to see uh the integration of mouse and keyboard with shooters. I
0: suppose, though, like, if you've got, like, a decent mouse, you can change, like, the, the DPI on it yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so you So you, you could probably make it really, really sensitive and, you know, maybe restrict think, a bit of movement so it's narrow in the middle of your screen.
2: I think the, like. the main thing for me that always jumps into my mind or main reasoning for kind of difference between controller and keyboard is being able to jump and aim at the same time. Yeah. But most games support that now with kind of a bumper-jumper controller scheme or layout where a jump's on one of the shoulder buttons or something that you can use at the same time as a stick. Yeah. So again, that's
0: almost been eliminated anyway. But more ways to play, always good. Um, there was some details as well. I, I think this was previously announced as well, I'm sure I'd saw this. Uh, Razer are one of the official partners who are going to be making Xbox-branded mice and keyboards. I think the it was some cool stuff so I don't know if you two have got like fancier keyboards you know with LED lights in and stuff like that Oh I don't have one with LEDs in but I do have a pretty right. fancy keyboard I recently picked one up with LED lights in and I, I don't play PC games so but I noticed Discord when I, as soon as I open Discord it kind of gives me an option to sync the lights on the keyboard to Discord and stuff um they're going to do stuff like in the games with these keyboards where say if a player goes down and you can revive them like your keyboard might start flashing red you know so you've got like another indication that okay or maybe they would like well you put, could have think, the
2: health bar indicated across the number keys at the top so each 10 percent you go down it yeah it, that was
0: one of the unilluminates like, one of the yeah things that graham Boy kind of mentioned doing that like adjusting as it goes, as your health goes down and stuff, which I think is pretty cool. Obviously, designed specifically per game. I know a lot of PC games do that now anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's pretty exciting. I think the biggest challenge will be, because I know when they had like a little trailer for from a guy from Razer, I think he was like the CEO or something like that, and he was saying about bringing mouse and keyboard to the couch. So I think that'll be the biggest challenge. How do you get, mm. do you know, because obviously Xbox gaming is normally on a set, on a big telly. Yeah. You're gonna to have to have some way of resting that mouse on
2: well, you. Well, looking at the something. looking at the article that we put up on site about it, there's actually a picture which almost solves that problem in it. So right, it's okay. a keyboard, and it's almost it's got an extension on the right hand side. Oh, yeah, I, I, I guess that, you yeah, could yeah. swap that to the left as well, and it almost acts as a solid mouse mat,
0: so you can rest yeah. the keyboard over your legs and play. Yeah, that's pretty cool. just mm, it? not quite massive new. though, is it? it doesn't no. look like there's a huge range of movement I think. But yeah, that it'd be an interesting challenge from to start out. I think you said Jack, you've found, you've heard another mouse and keyboard pump yeah. maker. Yeah. So a couple of days, Razor
2: was the big one that they announced at Xo18. Um, but a few days after that, um, Corsair announced that they're an official partner as well. Okay. Um, so, so Corsair, okay, another okay, big PC manufacturer, so they make computer cases, closed-loop coolers, and headsets, all gamut of stuff, but a big focus on mouse and keyboards as well. And, and they're, again, one of the leading peripheral companies. But I think it's going to be very similar to anything that Razer can offer, to be honest. Yeah. Much of a muchness, I,
0: but... I know they've said that while well, they are partnering with like these companies to make kind of probably premium nice mm. and keyboards that like you can pretty much just plug in any USB mouse and keyboard. So, lots of choices. We had the news that Final Fantasy 13 trilogy is going to be coming back compact, which it did on Tuesday last week. And it's also enhanced for the Xbox One X, which is just wizardry, as we keep saying. Um, so we've got final fantasy 13 final fantasy 13 2 and lightning returns final fantasy 13 and then there was also sid meyer's civilization revolution that was already back compat that that is enhanced for the xbox it's got connect now 4k update It's amazing great that they can
2: just update these games and make kind of future proof them i heard yeah that They'd have gone to the original development scene for Final Fantasy and they'd got all the original assets for the in-game um, cutscenes and stuff as well. And they'd managed to get better versions of those and enhance those for
0: 4K wow. too, which is, of course, they're going above and beyond. I don't know if they can do this through whatever emulation or, you know, I suppose it's only specific games. They must have had, you know, certain scalability built into the games when they came out something but i mean if you can do this now through emulation it's it's really positive the few phil spencer's been saying about you know bringing your games with you no kind of big dropper you know when a generation ends you put all your games in a bin or in a box and you're somewhere and move on
2: yeah as long as the next generation of hardware has got the kind of grunt and power to emulate the previous and the developers have built in that future proofing which I think developers now, looking at the success of back compat and, and stuff, they're not never not going to try and build that in. Yeah. We should we should be good in all future
0: generations for back compat. Fingers crossed. We got some uh, quite a few games announced for Xbox Game Pass, which was pretty cool. They did say when they announced that the the list for November that there'd be more coming at XO eighteen. So uh, we got fourteen new titles ready for this list. We got Thief of Thieves which uh, launched straight into Game Pass last week on November the 10th. I know there was a bit of an issue with no achievements at the time, but they've come through now, so play that. But I think it's got an awful list. It's all odd 12s and stuff like that. I think, think it's all 18 gamers, apart from one, which is 64 <laughs> to round it up. <laughs> yeah, that's going to put some people off. Uh, probably the biggest title was PUBG. So that's November the 12th. So that's now in Xbox Game Pass, which... Mm-hmm that's a pretty cool announcement. And do you think
2: that's a bit of a power move? Because so that's come into PlayStation, yeah. isn't it, in December? Yeah, so they've oh. announced it,
0: yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, probably Microsoft just flexing their muscles a bit. And it's fair, you had for
2: one year of uh, limited uh, exclusivity.
0: Yeah, but free is definitely better than yeah. paying for it yeah, on the exactly. uh, we got Agents of Mayhem, which I th- I'd probably say that's a decent game for Game Pass, because it was a good game. It got a little bit repetitive. It's not one that I probably would have dropped, you know, full price on, mm-hmm. but free in Game Pass. It's well worth checking out. It's quite fun. Uh, we got Thomas was alone, which is that weird I'm platformer. Like with, yeah, yeah, with uh, like rectangles and squares and stuff like that. <laughs> MXGP3, the official motocross video game, Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden. That's going to be coming on December the fourth at launch. Kingdom 2 Crowns, again, that's one at launch on December the 11th. Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, great game if you've not checked that out, definitely worth playing in Game Pass. Uh, Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition, another great one. Void Bastards, I get to swear on a podcast, yes. (laughs) So this is a game that was shown at XO18, and this is where the Humble Bundle link came in. Do you know they teased, didn't they, a little winky thing mm. and lots of people thought, oh, we well, a bundle sales. Yep. They're basically publishing the game. We've got a separate story for that. It's worth checking out. It looked like a, a pretty interesting game. It's like yeah. a shooter, like a yeah. strategy shooter. it looks So shaded as well. Yeah, Very I'll, interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. style. It's yeah. Really nice. Yeah, it did look stunning. That's going to be at launch, but no date on that one yet at the moment, but worth checking out. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, so that's obviously Ori 2. That's going to be coming at launch next year. After Charge at launch, (laughs) Supermarket Shriek, which looked like, I don't know, did you used to have them Supermarket Sweep TV shows? Dale Winton, (laughs) Supermarket Sweep. Yeah, kind of looked like that, but a bit more violent. (laughs) Uh, Pathologic Tour at launch, Secret Neighbour at launch, and The Good Life at launch. So good stuff coming to Xbox Game Pass that. uh, Value proposition is getting better all the time. And if you haven't already joined, it's on sale at the moment for $1 until January the 3rd for a month. That's, so that's definitely a good worth price. picking it up. Yeah. If you've got nothing to play while you're off work over the Christmas holidays or something, definitely jump yeah, on and I think ball. there are over 200 games in it now. Yeah. So yeah, so that yeah cross right. that threshold. Forza Horizon 4's first expansion pack has been announced it's going to be called fortune island the trailer for it did look pretty wicked i know we speculated that they couldn't really do anything with weather but they have they've done lightning (laughs) so it's going to be like the most violent weather they've done in the game so far really long country winding roads and stuff it did look pretty epic i'm excited for that one yeah november the 13th you'll be able to play that one so can't wait for that more more achievements that game are always welcome some news from state of decay so this i think there's three updates coming. so like in the future the first one is called Z hunter which should be arriving today check it out they've announced as well four million players for that game active players so that's good active players as well mm. yeah Insane. probably obviously game game pass is giving that a bump in it from normal but i suppose you can't really separate normal players and game pass players are the same thing really aren't they good news Got to see that's going well. Uh, sea of Thieves is getting a, a PvP mode. Like uh, I know when I said this to Jack before he said um, oh, it always at that I know you could fight other crews and you know steal from the ships mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but this is like a, a dedicated mode. Like when you what when you launch the game, you'll get a choice of playing kind of passive the arena. Mode. It's called uh adventure. And adventure is obviously, you know, just doing your own thing and going off and sailing around and finding treasure and all that kind of stuff. This is a dedicated mode just for fighting which looks quite cool actually that's going to be coming in early 2019 so I know Mark will probably be way excited for that I think probably the thing I was most eager to see Crackdown 3 so we did get some more news about the game finally as we kind of speculated they have changed the release date <laughs> so it's not launching on that February the 22nd date where there was like 4 or 5 other games everything else is out. launching yeah yeah, but they've actually moved it forward, which is definitely good. So it's now releasing on February the fifteenth. There was uh, some new trailers with Terry Crews with lots of mayhem, like you'd expect, and they announced like a, a new multiplayer game mode called Wrecking Zone, which was where all that cloud computing, you know, mass destruction stuff came in. So that's still a thing, which is quite good. I think they're still going to have to do a decent job of kind of explaining the message for that game over the next couple of months before release. But yeah, I'm glad it is actually coming, and it looks promising. Yeah. Uh, there was some other little bits around Crackdown. So obviously the first Crackdown game, Crackdown 1, that went free, mm-hmm. and back compat on the X. Ex- so check that out if you haven't done it already. And they did announce as well that they'd done a pre-install Mm-hmm. for game pass games and crackdown 3 is the first one so you can actually if you've got game pass you can go on and install that now ready for release so that's quite interesting we got the minecraft cats and pandas thing i kind of that was towards the end of the show i was kind of so, tuning out by this point yeah i did nothing really exciting there was some marketplace stuff like i know there was because they added the ability for you know creators and they kind of Getting the best creators and adding their stuff actually into like a marketplace, and there was two guys on there who'd got like cars and helicopters and stuff in it. So it, it was it looked like GTA and Minecraft. Oh wow! Okay.
1: It amazed me how much effort they put into the trailer for Cats and Pandas. Like,
0: yeah. insane!
1: Like, just to, yeah, had, like, to a radio and everything Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's uh what, what that happened to the,
2: um, the super uh, duper ultra graphics pack for Minecraft? Yeah, like so I, anything I, I was, came to fruition I mean, for
0: that. I mentioned that last week. Some seem to think, I think it was some thought it might have already been out. I can't remember any announcement for it coming out. I, I don't know what's going on with that. Mm. Maybe it's a bigger thing than it, yeah, bigger job than it, Maybe was. it needs a new console to process <laughs> yeah. all that power. <laughs> And I suppose the last really big thing they announced was they had uh, Chris Charler, who's obviously the head of Idea Xbox. Um, he was talking about basically the success of the the program so far. So they announced, I think, the week before they've shipped a thousand games now, which is crazy. And they're going to be bringing back like a twist on something they used to do. So in XBLA we used to get uh, the Summer of Arcade. They're going to do like a a similar thing. Later this year, Winter of Arcade. I guess it remains to be seen if they used to do the deals, didn't they? If you bought, say, two of the games out of four or whatever, you get one free or something like that. It, hopefully, there'll be some incentive like that to jump in some of these games. They didn't announce the titles that are appearing, so but he did say he, he kind of teased that you know there was stuff that people had been keen to find out about. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was stuff like Below, you know, that's been. Mm. Kind of just sitting there for about four years without any real news, so hopefully that'd be good, but that was it really for x o eighteen there was other little bits in there. I don't know if either of you actually watched the show or just read caught up on the news, but it seemed like a successful event. I hope they do it like on an ongoing basis. It's like a lot of news like it's good to get a little bit of a yeah, kick
2: out. it's nice to have something between obviously the big ones e three each year but just having a smaller event between that because it's, yeah. it's tricky waiting and having no news
1: um, between yeah. them. It, the news you get out of it isn't really on the same level as E3, but it's still nice little updates and, and like, cool stuff to,
0: to learn about um, in between, I suppose. I know Microsoft do have quite a diverse E3 lineup, but you wouldn't have got like probably the Minecraft stuff in there and do you know the little bit of state of K two mm. stuff, and it was it was quite interesting. There was some other stuff. There was, uh, you know, other games, but those were kind of the the highlights for me. Um, speaking of E three, breaking last night, massive news. I think I, I don't know where you guys stand with it, but PlayStation have announced that they are skipping E three completely next year. There's going to be no big press conference and no show floor presence at all. It's crazy, isn't it? That's a big, bold move. Yeah, and that follows on after normally they used to do uh, PSX in December, which is basically what XO18 was, but obviously just for PlayStation. And they've had some quite big announcements there over the past few years. They skipped that this year and basically said they didn't have enough new stuff to show. I don't think it was they didn't have games. It was just you know they, they hadn't really progressed any further than what they showed at E3, so it wasn't worth it. To skip E3 completely, um, there was a bit of a weird statement uh, from them. We are exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019, and can't wait to share our plans with you. It seems like a bit of a like, cop out that that does to me. Yeah,
1: but maybe they will unveil something, you know, that's going to blow everyone's minds. But I don't
0: know. So there's a lot of speculation about why they do it. I mean,
1: well, there's two ways
2: to look at it, isn't there? There's the, like, there's not enough to show or they've got something that's so impressive.
1: It needs its own thing. Yeah. We've had a couple of questions about yeah. people asking like Dave Crow and the okay. ex Latino basically said before we start talking about it, because we are basically going to cover it. They're basically asking, <laughs> what do you think the reasons are? Is there, is it last year's
0: disaster or not enough exclusives to reveal, et etc. et cetera? I don't think it's the exclusives because they do. We know that they still. I think they show what was it three or four at last year's E three. It was a bit of a train wreck. I thought their their press conference, but there's those three or four games that they could show something new for, mm. and they've obviously got a lot of marketing deals. Call of Duty, mm. Destiny, even they could wheel that out again the next expansion for that and stuff like that. So I mean, they could probably fill a show, but it, it like I've got two. Trains of thought, like Jack said, even even the PS Five's coming in, in twenty twenty, and they've gone rather than going to E three, we're just going to do a big massive event on our own. You know, at some point, like they did, they did their own reveal for the PS Four, which I remember was pretty successful. Mm. But I don't know, you'd still go to E three, even if they if they announce it before E three, then you'd just go to hammer on that it's still coming at E three, and you know, get journalists hands on with it and stuff like that. And if it's they announced the ps5 after e3 they've still got games they can show i don't know it's just a what do you think about the timing
2: of the announcement as well do you think it's early for them to announce do you think it would have been better for them to wait for a kind of a month beforehand and say oh we're actually not going to be there
0: i think the reason was that e3 kind of released their Uh, um floor space lineup and all that kind of stuff so it was obviously going to be noticed that because they took up, like, half of one of the biggest halls, along with Microsoft. So, I mean, it would have been well-noticed. But even if you haven't got new games, per se, to show as a trailer, have a floor space. yeah, And, you know, let people demo, like, the games that are yeah. there. Well, comes,
2: there's still obviously going to be the independent titles that want to demo on that stuff, but it's just their official... Presence and you—you you expect anything that's under their umbrella in their official area to be kind of
0: the key, the, the yeah, key I mean, games, the key more. things that they want to show off the impressive stuff. Yeah, they could do more PlayStation VR stuff. Of it, like I said before, the Call of Duty, Activision don't do a press conference anymore, so that could have been there. They took all the FIFA and marketing rights, so FIFA could have been on the stage or on the stand at least. It's
1: I think if people if people are going to complain. Like the way they see it, if people are going to complain loads about having a terrible E3 showing, then maybe it's better not to show up at all. I don't know. It's an interesting question, really. But I think yeah, I agree with you. You may as well do it and, and you know, show what you do have. Even if I show two really big contenders, like,
2: like a smaller amount of games, so I don't have to cover all gamut, yeah. it'd still be
0: better than not being there <laughs> at all I think I, I know there's always this big thing on especially between gaming kind of fans rather than the, the industry who won E3 whereas Microsoft just kind of got free range to just spend as much time as they want and showcase whatever they mm-hmm. want really with no kind of pushback at all and Nintendo
2: don't have a presence there at all either do they?
0: They do that Nintendo Direct thing don't they? So it's, it's pre-recorded mainstream. isn't it? Yeah unless Microsoft
2: come out of uh, well, although I guess Microsoft haven't if they've announced for Floor Space
0: already. Yeah, well, Microsoft were tweeting the Xbox accounts for like, "We're excited to see you at E3 next year." So as soon as Sony announced they weren't going to be, here. <laughs> yeah, like the Xbox, we're excited to see all the fans at E3 next year. So,
2: so they've already won they just,
0: next year's conference. It's just, it's I don't know it. It's mind blowing to me that yeah yeah I mean it's a it's a shame Sam isn't available this week because he'll know for definite you know kind of what has been confirmed as their lineup for next year. But I know there's definitely the Last of Us too. There's that uh, Death Stranding thing. Like mm. so, so, there's at least two. There was that Samurai game yep. that looked really cool at this E3. Well, that was the one that the,
2: funneled everybody back through to the yeah, room for. It yeah. took about fifteen minutes, yeah. which was. One of the
0: big was,
1: downfalls of their conference.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a bit weird, On it, it wasn't um is it days gone that looked pretty oh, cool? Yeah.
1: I think it yeah, all I points know, it just... to um, that they're going to make some kind of other set of announcements in some other way, like
0: in their own... Independent. Method. Yeah. 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 Because like, as, it's crazy I'll, not to, you know. They'll definitely do that at some point. So it wouldn't surprise me if maybe a PS5 is announced towards the end of yeah, the year. It's been confirmed that it will happen at some point anyway, Whatever yeah. it's
2: called, cool. yeah, and we've so. we've been hearing rumours of um, obviously Project Scarlet with Xbox, so it makes you yeah. wonder if internally there's uh, that's kind of more uh, further along the development line than we think, and maybe that's forcing Sony's hand as well. They're thinking, oh, we've got yeah, to so sp- skip this
0: out so we can get some kind of hardware in the works. I suppose one thing that we haven't thought about is maybe. The console is that the next PS5 is that good, and the games are going to look that much better on it. They can't really—they're not ready to showcase the console and announce it officially, but they can't really show the games that are worse state two or three months before they properly show them. That. So it's, it's
2: almost the opposite to Microsoft with the Project Scorpio because when that originally announced, they were already on the back foot, and they almost—they yeah. had to announce something early to get the at least get some fans on board with it. And that was before, yeah. like, well, they had just the chip, wasn't it? And they were saying they're running stuff for emulators. And
0: Yeah. I suppose one other thing as well, it leaves the ball in Microsoft's court. Do you know if they do have a new console that's coming 2020, they could kind of do what they seem to do with the Xbox One and the PS4. Do you know what? Microsoft come out and go, and our price is whatever it was. Was it $449 or whatever? And then they kind of quickly so got just a, take <laughs> one off that and, <laughs> and tweet it <Yeah>. out because <laughs> they just put like this weird white image up with a price, didn't they? Just, like, they typed it <laughs> in Photoshop, yeah. or like like paint. You know, As is one hundred dollars cheaper. <laughs> so, but I mean, the, I suppose it leaves it to Microsoft, and if they're ready to announce something yeah. for twenty twenty, do they? Did they show it? Did they show the hand early? Could be all smoke and mirrors. I don't know. Yeah. But it's crazy interesting. It's a it's not a particularly great sign for e3 i don't think no yeah because i know microsoft moved out of like their main kind of conferences and did their own things you know in a theater somewhere and ea have kind of done the same thing and done it before e3 i know activision used to always do like a big cod reveal you know the day before e3 started they haven't done that last few years like People just getting bored of E3. Maybe, yeah.
1: Well, they're obviously going to have to find some way to fill the gap that PlayStation's going to leave. And maybe Microsoft and the other you know, companies that are there can up their game and try and capitalize on the lack of presence.
2: I wonder how it will affect, as you say, the conference, because they've got a PlayStation void to fill now. And a lot of PlayStation fans, especially with E3, being open to the public. It was the first yeah, time last year. How many of those fans won't be going next year because PlayStation aren't there? Might have a huge impact on that. Mm.
1: Yeah, interesting decision. There must be like a good reason behind yeah. it, which um, most people just don't know about um, yet.
2: Unless Microsoft and PlayStation yeah. are merging, they're uh, <laughs> yeah, Microsoft's gone. <laughs> we've and we'll just bought Sony.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we them. Heard it here first. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, but like they're not stupid. Are they? They've obviously got a reason for yeah. doing it we did get some site news this week we got a a new development we did indeed we've got
1: a new page on the website um which essentially in a to boil it down to a nutshell uh lists all the achievements which don't currently have guides listed for them so it's a useful tool if you want to uh, get your numbers up or uh just contribute yeah, the get, uh, yeah. website in any change for colour of your
2: badges on your profile. <laughs> yeah. 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 So this is under the main menu. You can find it. There's a link called Guideless Achievements. If you click on that, it's automatically filtered down to your games only, uh, the achievements you've won, and it sorts it by how many people have uh, um, how many people have played the game, mm-hmm. and how many people have unlocked the achievement. So it's kind of things that you'd almost expect to have solutions and guides in a way. So there were a couple of Halo 3 ones the other day, some storyline ones, which I uh, I saw and I thought, hang on a second, how's no, that not got a guide? Those have been filled in now. <laughs> and on right. that page too, there's a cool little right panel um, called Solutions Required Notification. There's a site setting for that. And you'll get a drop down and you can select a private message, an email, or no notification. And when you unlock an achievement that doesn't have a solution for it, you'll either get a private message, an email, or no notification, depending on what you've got set. So it'll help you figure out if you've just
1: earned something that other people might need help with. It's a very useful tool. Mm. Uh, We've already seen a nice little bump in the amount of guides being written per day since that page has been introduced, which is cool to see. Some achievements may be more self-evident and, you know, not require a guide, but it's good to have
0: more user-generated input in general, I feel. It's on both sites and it's on TA and TT, so probably even more useful on TT where that kind of, when we launched TT, there was like just a splurge of whatever, a thousand games already probably that people had already played. So I hopefully a few of the older ones will get filled in on there. Yeah, We've got some regular news. So the big, massive Xbox Black Friday sale started yesterday for Xbox Live Gold members. The list is huge. <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff, games, DLC, bundles for both the Xbox One, 360, oh, and even Windows 10. So definitely check that out. There's offers on at the moment if you're not an existing Gold member and there's something in the sale that you kind of fancy well worth doing. You can pick up a a month of Xbox Live Gold at the moment for one dollar, one pound, one euro or whatever the one is in your currency. (laughs) It gives you access to the sales a bit early so all right, if you might, not really that important unless you're really impatient but gold members also get an extra 10% discount over non-gold members so it's a way of saving even more money for a pound so probably well worth it. And there's also obviously the Game Pass thing we spoke about before where you can get uh, the first month for, uh, again, $1 $1, $1, £1, €1, whatever. and That's available to the end of the year. So get on them sales if you're interested. Uh, speaking of Game Pass, we had some games that are leaving Xbox Game Pass. So maybe going under the 200 now. Uh, so we got uh, Brothers of Taylor, Two, Sons on the Xbox One, Casey Powell across 16, Resident Evil Zero, uh, Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter, The Technomancer, this war is mine the little ones and on the 360 Mega Man 10 we picked these up from their list so we haven't got a definite date but it's generally the end of the month month. make sure you play them before then if you want to so the other big news this week telltale the company is officially ending now they've started going through their bankruptcy proceedings um it's called assignment proceedings I, i don't really know american law and stuff like that but Basically, it's a way that they can sell all their assets and stuff like that, and then hopefully raise enough money to pay any creditors without officially declaring themselves bankrupt. Okay. So they're selling pretty much everything: physical goods, trademarks, copyrights, software, source code. It's it's a sad. It state sounds of like affairs, a Black Friday it? sale, doesn't it? Get it? uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Although I don't know if I don't think there'd be many people jumping at the source code. It was a bit, yeah.
2: With, with the
1: engine and the stay, it was. Yeah, I think
0: they'd but, have to um, pay
2: you
1: to take it. For, like, you're kicking them while they're down, Jack. <laughs>
0: uh, but I don't know. In terms of IPs, I can't think of anything because of they, had, they um, obviously used other people's IPs, like The Walking Dead and Batman stuff like that. But I don't know. It's just a shame. In it, we do at least we're going to get the end of. Uh, the Walking Dead, the final yeah, been season. been passed on, hasn't thanks it? Thanks to Skybound. Yeah. yeah, so oh, hopefully we'll hear some news about that one shortly, about when we can expect the third, maybe fourth episodes. And a, a bit of other news, Jim, but there was that game, The Stranded Deep, that Telltale was supposed to be publishing. Uh, it was like the week before the game was due to be published that Telltale kind of closed. So they've been trying to find a way to... A, to secure the console port of it so they can actually release it. Still no exact proper news. Hopefully they're successful with that and can actually get the game released because that's a, a proper shame through no fault of their own, really. Moving on, we've talked loads about all the news. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Yes. I don't think we've been playing anything on our own account. I have I've, I've finished Assassin's Creed oh. on the Okay. I, so you got all the collectibles. A bit of a, yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. This one, like Assassin's Creed Origins, you had to do every little question mark on the map had a, an objective, and you had to do every single one of them. This, thankfully, wasn't as grindy, but you did have to visit every kind of little part of the map. So there was a lot of, you know, sailing around and these tiny little islands you've got to kind of make sure that you visit, but finally done. And then they released a new... and They keep releasing these short one-quest little things that come with it, an achievement which is a bonus i suppose so the last one of them released yesterday so I managed to get that done finished for now until the next dlc drops that but that has been it for me apart from that and some fifa okay. but no achievement
2: i've too. been churning through red dead redemption 2
0: still okay I'm, so we haven't heard your thoughts on red dead i know uh, we've talked about it a lot yeah so no, no, no i, like I won't go in into depth. too much
2: depth but i think uh, game of the year I'm just enjoying it so much. So much to do. It's a world that just feels really populated. Um, my issue is I just get distracted in it though. I'll be riding around. <laughs> I'll hear a gunshot off in the distance. And I think I've got to go and investigate that now. I'll go over and there'll yeah. be a chap that I can either help or uh, some... I went over to a point the other day, and there were some criminals, that were being made to do some work. So I shot the people, making them do the work, and then they escaped. <laughs> uh, you can just do what do what so, you want when you want, ride around, and take as much time doing what you want as you want to. How far?
0: In I'm still on the third though? chapter. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet? Wow! <laughs> I've
2: been doing every side quest possible, riding everywhere oh, on my so horse. Mean- no fast travel for me. But it's it's yeah, just right, phenomenal road,
1: though. Yeah, it's good. Much. You don't. You're not fast traveling at all. No. Wow. Full right. dedication. Exactly. Nice. And I always it's play
2: with my cowboy best. hat on as well when I'm. Uh...
0: Yeah, I did that every time. I, every time I forgot my cowboy hat, I had to get, get on, on your my, horse. My horse yeah. And, you know, yeah. Put the cowboy hat. Does a cowboy hat never respawn if you lose it? Can you like? No, I mean you, you can pick it up off the floor. I know you can immediately, but I don't know if it, I don't think it's like persistent. No. Um it is. It's persistent in terms of damage. Mine got a shot at the start of a game, and it's had a
2: bullet hole in it for the whole game. <laughs> the whole game, yeah. Yeah. really? Yeah, crazy! Wow, <laughs> that's, crazy.
1: that's enough for the year alone <laughs> in my book. exactly.
0: And um, have you been keeping up your appearances, or have you just let no, your been, hair go No, I've crazy been making sure I shave and putting beard. my hair primar in <laughs> to uh, slick it back.
1: It's uh, like playing the Sims.
0: You know, I, <laughs> I um, having a bit too, I went too much stew like, hit in the fire, but I went for I couldn't be bothered, but I hated having him long messy hair, so I I ended up going to the barbers and you can a get cat. like a, I don't know like a yeah like a knot all over. So I did that. Oh, you look like um, let me beard grow. What's his name? Walter White out Breaking Bad when you do that. Yeah, really? yeah. Yeah, but then I let the beard grow out, and I kind of, you know, tidied it up at the sides, but I had a big long kind of chin mm. bit. And then I've totally forgot about it, and then like after, like suddenly a cutscene appeared where he's not got a hat on and his hair's well long, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> crazy, <laughs> crazy detail. <laughs> All right, let's talk about what we have been streaming this week. I think- we had a very racing-related
1: stream on Tuesday, which was Super Pixel Rater, Racers and Grip. Um Super Pixel Racers was kind of similar to another game we streamed. Can you remember what it was called, Jack?
2: I can't remember the name, but I can remember the pixelated graphics. Yeah, you could
1: change how <laughs> pixelated it was. It was quite yeah. crazy. Um, but it's basically an isometric drifting style racing game. Um, and you drift and you get boost and you upgrade your car. And it was fairly simplistic, but quite satisfying to play. And then Grip, which was, I don't know if you guys know what that car, like that remote control car from the 90s where you could flip it and i didn't ever have Any, one on yeah, both yeah sides. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like it's basically that in a game um you drive a car that can go upside down and flip itself and launch itself onto walls and stuff And it was fairly entertaining it was quite um serious similar to mario kart in that you rubber band from first to 13th constantly okay um, and then when you're 13th the game gives you like five boosts in a row and you're back up in in the middle of the pack um which for some Keeps people like competitive, then. yeah i think yeah. some people enjoy that and some people don't but mm. you know it is what it is because there's like rockets and stuff and uh y- y- you can shoot your enemies it's very mario kart-esque okay um,
2: and that, that one's an xbox game pass too It is indeed. It's probably
1: worth a a play. The achievements come quite quickly as well. We got seven achievements in an hour of play, which is pretty good. Thursday, just gone, we played Chasm. Do you you mean Chasm? Chasm? Yeah, Chasm.
0: (laughs) We we spent the
2: entire stream saying Chasm (laughs) is trying to annoy
1: people. No one one was annoyed by it at all. No one even cared.
2: No one Uh, questioned it.
1: Uh, So maybe we've been saying it wrong all this time. It's not a chasm. It is a chasm. But it was a fairly um, run-of-the-mill, pixelated platformer where you go down into a chasm and you kill enemies, get items, get uh, food to eat, rescue people from your town. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat, indeed. It was quite well done. Uh, There was some nice details in there the conversations you had the world looked quite pretty yeah definitely worth a play if you like your platformers and then finally we had a artifact monday classic style uh point and click which was noir chronicles city of crime which was detective based uh artifacts monday game basically yeah and um, this was
2: back to the because we played uh, my brother rabbit a couple of weeks ago, and that was an Artifacts Monday one as well, but a bit of a different style. This was back to their traditional style of what you expect an Artifacts Monday game to be, but with
1: some really weird character animations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were kind of they looked real, but they weren't. I don't know if they'd taken photos. Yeah, and of everyone's head was a little bit too big for their body, and you had some weird fight
2: scenes in it as well. Oh, yeah. So, some button-pushing quick-time events yeah oh, you could like he, you've got actions on the screen and you've had to use the lb or rb or a a was a head but lb was a left hook rb was a right hook you had to get them in the right order it was just bizarre is Never, having a punch up in uh yeah in not seeing that level of violence in a point and click before <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's comical, though. comical yeah, it, violence. Was, it was entertaining in its own way i suppose um Yeah, we got nine achievements as well. So loads of achievements. And next week, we have four more ID games for you, which is going to be Thief of Thieves, which was announced at XO18, I believe. And is it on Game Pass as well? Yeah. It It is, is, That looks quite good. From what I've seen, it's a kind of fully 3D thieving game. Haven't watched too much of it, but it looks better than the average ID game. I'll leave it at that. Um, Long Journey Home... Scale-Electric, which is a game where you literally play Scale-Electrics. It's got um, some
2: rave reviews on site, hasn't it? Yeah. Have you seen the gameplay of it? Yeah. You, you don't steer. Right. It's yeah. literally hold the right trigger. Well, it's it's uh, like proper yeah, old school scale right tri-
0: There's not even a brake. You've just got to release <laughs> the right trigger. A bit. Just slow down. And the camera doesn't even move like behind the back of the car. You just like top down. Oh, like you you're looking over the track. Yeah, like you would as a kid. Like, There's one big difference though, because whenever I got a Scale Electric, it didn't work. So at least the game runs, yeah. the cards, well, which
2: I've heard the game doesn't really run the...
1: based on the reviews, but we'll see. We'll get our
0: first-hand yeah, experience next
1: next Thursday. We've had a one-button game uh, on the streams before, but this will be the second. And before the first one, it was the A button, and this one, it's the right trigger, I guess. Uh, so yeah, it's for people who don't have proper Scale electrics, but they do have
2: <laughs> I suppose it's scare electrics without the pain of having to reset the Set car
1: manually yeah. when you yeah build for track and yeah, yeah. there's a niche for everyone yeah. I suppose
0: yeah. the box art for that game is the best thing about it <laughs> have you seen the no. box art the box art for it looks amazing but just the, the game doesn't quite live up to the hype of the box
1: art uh, I haven't seen it you have to show me later yeah last one was agents versus villain which I think is a platformer also fairly standard stuff. But, yeah, tune in for those.
0: One thing while we're on the subject of Mixer, yesterday they upped the amount of sparks you get. So, obviously, with the Season 2 thing now, you can put all kinds of animations and stickers and stuff in chat. So, I know a lot of people kind of blew all the built-up sparks in, like, the first week or so of them doing this. They've upped it by 25 times now. So, every minute you pretty much earn at least a sticker or something. So, that's pretty cool chat will probably get an explosion of stuff and they did some cool stuff yesterday i wonder if this is how they kind of paying for it maybe sponsored from uh, publishers because there was loads of fallout 76 related stickers and animations and stuff so uh, they, they haven't got any ads or anything obviously you know to pay for the spark so i wonder if this is the way they're going to do it you know games that are pub- publishers can pay a bit of money for these Stickers and things it's to use. It's a good idea. It's quite cool neat
2: to see all the Fallout Boy stickers popping up on screen as we were <laughs> as we were
1: playing. Is it only Fallout that you yeah, see like- that uh, has a game-related one? or Yeah, is there
0: so far, yeah, so far yeah. 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 That's cool, though. Yeah. They did say they're going to keep kind of refreshing what's in there, so there's always something new to do. But I don't know. I kind of like the feature. I, I, the first week when everybody was just spamming so many of them, it was probably a bit OTT. But, I mean, I don't know. You just get the little things in there, like a GG and stuff. Yeah, know. it's nice. It's a nice way to improve the engagement of the
1: of the chat, in a way, I suppose. They're yeah. they going to introduce something where you can actually pay for a different type of sparks, aren't they? Or am I wrong about that? Yeah.
0: No, yeah, they are gilded as yeah. sparks. Something like that. I think they were called, They're not said anything since that announcement. But I think that was supposed to be coming soon, so don't think it should be too mm. long. Interesting to see. I might, I might drop a five on you if there's something good. <laughs> uh, as long as you can play uh, volleyball on the screen, I
1: guess it's all worth it. Uh, I'm still not rank a hundred. Uh, I can't do it yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of questions. Um, one of them is actually question of the week, which is from Rated Demonic. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, congratulations to you. And he says, I've just spent £350 on Darksiders 3 Apocalypse Edition, which is crazy. Um, what is the most <laughs> you have ever spent on a game? Do you still have it? And most importantly, was it worth it? And he says, he loves the show. Thank you very much. Um, I don't know. I was trying to think. but I, My first reaction to that is it's like £350. On That's have you seen
2: it? Does it, like a lot it? Of money. Does it come with a console? I don't know.
0: <laughs> so you get. I think four huge, well, probably, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 centimetres tall statues oh, okay. from the different okay. characters in the game. Um, I think there was like a big sword in there or something okay. like that, like a plastic sword. Like When I went to Gamescom, I saw had 3, and he's probably going to be good at this guy now. But when when we left, he basically said, "Yeah, hey, just take one of the statues <laughs> with you. So you've got it for free, basically. So... Yeah, so I've got a, a Fiori statue that I really, really, really struggled to get uh-huh. on from Gamescom.
2: Okay, but, I'm just sorry, reading anyway. the additional content listed on a retailer's website now. You get both of the DLC packs, okay. books, so you get the Crucible and Keepers of the Void. You get the game, which is important, a soundtrack, yeah. an art book, an original steelbook, a heavyweight amulet wow, um, with necklace, four, oh. four figurines... A wall scroll, yeah. a fabric print with hanger, and this is the big one, a premium box. So listing the list of a box itself is <laughs>
0: something that come it comes with. That's wow. 117 centimetres right. or forty six inches. So saying that you do get quite a bit in there really. Probably like the game what say sixty dollars. Yeah, so, so usually if weight. you're getting a game and a season pass, that'd set you
2: back like sixty to seventy quid, wouldn't it? Yeah, easy. So it's if the rest of the content There's in there statues. is
0: worth the 280, I suppose. I don't know. I've seen games releasing with the gentleman one statue for like yeah. 100 quid, so four of them. I don't know. It's probably, if yeah. you're into Darks, yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably a, a decent definitely value got to someone, hasn't it? Yeah. What's the most you've spent on a game?
1: Well, I was thinking about this, because like, that's not really spending money on a game, is it? You're spending money on everything else then the game as well um all right okay i've never really been one to like buy stuff because of the figurines or anything even if i really really like a game franchise i <laughs> yeah. probably wouldn't ever buy something no. for the extra stuff
2: my, my thoughts always been if no. like if there's a statue or something that comes with it it's probably cool for about a week and then i'd end up either thrown out in a few years or it would go in a box somewhere and never exactly. see the light of day again yeah it's just clutter Not very sentimental
0: yeah, i know that there's a lot of people, like, have display cabinets mm. full of this stuff. you know if you're really into it? It's never been something that I've, has ever been kind of appealing to me, and especially with kids, they just ruin it. <laughs> like, if now they are grown up, it's not so bad. But if I'd have bought, you know, some of the Assassin's Creed ones look really cool, but if I'd have bought, like, a, an Ezio statue, mm. Callum would have just played with it and yeah. broke it.
2: You see, as soon as your kids move out, you'll be able to set that bedroom up as a... Uh,
0: games room. Yeah, two yeah. bedrooms. I'm going to have one as a game room, and then the other one's just going to be full of like <laughs> statues that I couldn't have when they were here. <laughs>
1: so my answer to that question is probably like £60, I guess, or $60, whichever the equivalent is. It's just mm, like a yeah. normal edition. Exactly. Room. I think yeah.
2: my most expensive was probably Red Dead 2. That's yeah. 75
1: um, Yeah, so you bought the special edition a, a, or whatever.
2: Again, was. that wasn't it's not wildly expensive. No. Because now a digital game well digital triple A title sets you back
0: what fifty five, sixty quid. I suppose mine would be there was a few years ago when I, I bought a special edition of FIFA because you got some free packs with oh, it. the ultimate team ones. But so I guess that Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that was probably like eighty nine pounds or something. Okay. Like that.
2: that was probably I suppose looking at it a well, slightly in- different way then. Um, how how much do you think if you if you don't mind saying I suppose do you think you've spent on like ultimate team packs over the years and stuff and add-ons consumable oh, yeah. add-ons for wow. for games I I've not been one for buying kind of consumable content that you could buy over and over again like V Bucks or whatever
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I guess people must spend of- loads on that. Yeah, I I played a lot of League of Legends, which is a PC game, and you could buy skins. I've probably spent over two hundred pounds on on, on skins. skins. Yeah, which is quite insane. How many skins? How many skins? Four. Huh?
0: Yeah. Four <laughs> skins.
1: <laughs> oh, he, he walked really right into it. After I said it, <laughs> how stupid am I? <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Um, a lot of skins you know mm. definitely not for i suppose my
2: my biggest uh not from a game perspective kind of gaming related purchase probably um games x uh, xbox live gold
0: i've had that consistently yeah. for so, so. coming up to 10 years it must be over 10 years i guess fifa is probably the only one that i do on a regular basis but oh, i wouldn't even like to think how much i've dropped i'd probably drop 100 to 150 on each game since it's been out at least so I guess that must be between about eight hundred and fifteen hundred and 1500 quid but that's over yeah. what, what maybe six yeah, it sounds years a lot when
1: you say it but then over a long time period it's uh, and if you're getting the satisfaction you're still enjoying yeah. it that's yeah. that's the thing that counts
0: and then Callum's banging to Fortnite so he's tapping me up for v Bucks <laughs> every few weeks <laughs> oh. it's funny I don't mind. They do a thing. So they do like a a season pass. So I think a season lasts three months, something like that. And it's like eight pound or something for this season pass. And you kind of, you do tears in the game. So I think there's a hundred tears you can work through in a season. and you get like for every tear, you get an additional item, you know, for each as well as what you'd get normally, you get an additional one. So, I mean, and he plays it a lot. So I don't tend to mind that eight quid every three months isn't bad. But then they do like, one skin for twelve hundred V bucks, which is like tenner, and he's like, "Dad, Dad, can I have this?" Like, no, no, no. And then eventually, like, he washes up the pots or something and I go, okay, Yeah, <laughs> I was, for the V bucks. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what he kind of knows how to twist me. so, so far as it
2: seems to be, it's it's not a one-off <laughs> payment for some special edition of a game. It's more of a games as service, paying for the yeah small yeah, consumer over the lifetime of a game.
1: Uh, there's about 20 different services in my life nowadays. Yeah. Like the the amount of different services yeah. I'm paying for, not just games, but everything. It's just... Yeah, Netflix yeah, Spotify. Spotify like and you know, everything else. But oh, there you go. Spotify. It's not worth thinking about. Anyway, we've got one more. Good question, yeah. though. Um, yeah, it was a good question. Thank you. And congratulations for winning. Uh, the last one is from Tracy Gill. And they say, Thanks to UHH, I started playing mega coin squad which i never would have played but now love playing have you ever been surprised to find a new game you love after being forced to play it due to a contest um i've got one which i've spoken about on the podcast before but i think i started playing it for the um 12 days of christmas stuff or it was either that or um the spelling the birthday spelling contest which was um Ollie Ollie, which is a like two D skateboarding game, and I started playing it just so I could pick up an easy achievement for one of the first letters, and then ended up like trying to one hundred percent it and wasted like a whole week of my life, um, <laughs> like trying to land every trick in the game and all this other rubbish. So, yeah, that's been my
0: only one really. Have you guys got one you can think of, or not that I've fully, you know, never played before and suddenly. You know, played for a contest and love because, generally speaking, that's why I always get eliminated from UHH because every time I do it, it gives me all the games I haven't started. <laughs> for me, listen I just got I can't do that. <laughs> uh, but I think it was similar. It was either the Christmas challenge last year or maybe the birthday challenge. One of the letters, and it the game was skate too which I hadn't played a load of. I think it, actually my son popped an achievement when I was in Gamescom a few years ago, and we getting the thing through like you just popped an achievement in Skate Two, and I was like, <laughs> "What?" Like uh, there goes. That's my when completion. it had discontinued, it. as well, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it it went obviously back compat. So and then they they brought back a lot of the servers online randomly, didn't they? Before E three, so at some point I'll kind of. I'd played it a bit and never really got on with it and, you know, breaking my thumbs, trying to do some mm. of the tricks. And then I went back into it because it had one of the achievements and I really enjoyed it. I ended up playing it for about two nights, you so just mm-hmm. faffing around and doing like the, the are they called the Trials of, of Meat meets. or haul of Meat or whatever it is. <laughs> just love doing all that stuff. And then some of the, they're probably really easy. I know Jack's pretty good at these games, but they're not easy for me. So, you know, there was like a flip where you had to do, a double flip with the skateboard in the air and it was pretty complicated for me and I managed to nail that and I was well chuffed with myself. So that's probably the only example I could think of similar Yeah, to they're
1: that. good uh good games, the skate games. I've played wasted a lot of time playing those games. Jack, any um, for you?
2: I can't think of anything off the top of my head to be honest. A lot of the stuff that I've ended up playing in Ultimate Head to Head and contests like that is stuff that's been in my backlog for ages that I've been Kind of looking forward to playing, in a sense, but this has just given me the
0: push I need to actually put the disc in and start playing. What about um Disney's Fairies Fly, or whatever it was in the first oh, from- year? You loved that; that was uh, a
2: <laughs> pleasant surprise. Did you no, finish I it? it I go back to it kind of once <laughs> a year, play about twenty minutes of it, and think I can't be doing this, <laughs> and uninstall it promptly. <laughs> And reinstall
0: it the next year when I've forgotten how bad it was. <laughs> Alright, that is it for this week's show. Uh, we shall be back next week. Maybe yeah, it should be the will regular be here lineup,
2: yeah.
0: Or some uh Jack might keep his um, podcasting pants yeah. up. <laughs> <If>, uh, <laughs> Sam's still have <having> internet wise. <laughs> we shall find out, but until next week, we'll see you have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. Bye.